0: Hello, hello! Uh, welcome to the weekly Amagens podcast show. I hope we catch you doing well at this point. Welcome to my fellow uh, presenters, Captain P and uh,
1: Joe,
0: gentlemen. How are you doing? How is everything?
1: What up? What up, man? Good, man. Good to see you. Good to catch up again. How's everything going? Uh, everything
0: is good. Everything is everything's good? Unfortunately, last week we couldn't make we couldn't make it to the show. It's uh unforeseen circumstances, but uh we're back. We're here to knock out a few things, you know. I don't know. Let's start with uh sport, huh? How are you guys feeling this weekend? How
1: was
2: I see that's why.
1: That's why he's energetic, that's why he yeah. wanted to host. <laughs> you make it seems like you make it seem like he won the match. It was just a draw, man. Four-four. But look at that big smile on your face. No, but I didn't even watch the
0: match to be honest. I didn't my even watch God. the match, I just watched oh the goals. God. Uh, Well, it is a good result when you draw with Manchester City, bro. Uh, Those guys are are knocking teams left, right and centre, bro. So, yeah, it's a good result. I feel the actual fact that uh, we went toe-to-toe with them in terms of goals, that's a very good uh, result, I I feel. I hope it, uh, it, it means that our team is slowly but surely beginning to get used to each other and, you know, start to gel. Yeah, if you, I mean,
1: it was a yeah, it was a good result. I saw, uh, I watched the highlights of the game. I didn't, yeah, couldn't wake up at uh, two thirty on a Sunday it was a bit <laughs> yeah. tired. There was no motivation
2: but, for you. It
1: was <laughs> no, no motivation. My team had won the previous evening. That was the one which I stayed up late for. But yeah, man, look, as I said, that Chelsea team, a few more years of experience. They would see out that game. They would actually win that game. Some of the goals Man City scored, a penalty, deflected goal. But I think, yeah, as I've been saying, yeah, Chelsea, after spending a billion, you'd expect that type of a team now. (laughs) Yes. yes.
2: And also, yeah, I watched the extended highlights and Chelsea held out very well in the first half. But, you know, Manchester City, as you know, that they are just monsters. Oh they look so strong. And then, you know, everything was history.
0: Especially when you have somebody like Haaland. Haaland is determined, bro. His his determination is off the charts. Like he's willing to scrape in you saw the the was it the second or the, the second that, the one where he, he just where he just pushed himself
1: in. Pushed him with the ball with a goal.
0: That was yeah. just something else. Look at the think-
1: I think with Pep, I think one of his first best teams was that Barcelona team with Iniesta Xavi. You yeah. know, it was all pretty. He won the Champions League. And I yeah. think he's done that with other teams. But if you look at this Man City team, man, these are men. These are real, real men, you know what I mean? Looking at Rodri, it's all physical, but with the technical ability. There's yeah. that, like Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish, they are the technical, the flair players, You, you feel folders, but... Come with the big game, your Rodri's, your Hollands, man, those are big six foot. <laughs> Not your typical aesthetic, you know, beautiful playing players. But if you follow football closely, they are yeah, they're men. As I said, yeah. that's why I can I've got a feeling they might do a back-to-back in the Champions League because of how well developed that team is. It's experienced, it's mature strong they can bully you they can pass you out so man yeah can, can bu- we can we argue the,
0: the the that it's all because of pep is that what we who i who, think who do we have to, to 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 congratulate in man city's change of for oh, wow. good form over the past few years i think they've been very very consistent uh, since maybe what in the past what Five I think, six
1: years? I think the ownership, yes, you might say it's a oil state, it's a country, you know, country state, but the ownership put the right people to yeah. do the job. You've got, I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it, but he was the former Barcelona guy. What's his name? Chichi Bergstan and uh, the other CEO. They came from Barcelona, mm-hmm. the strong Barcelona team, which, you know, which Pep was part of. So there's a good, strong back room which makes you feel comfortable talking to people who understand your philosophy how you want to recruit the so type. these
0: are a bunch of uh, guys who already know what
1: it means to win yes unlike the structure at man united where you put a customer liaison person to be your director of football he doesn't know anything about football no disrespect. <laughs> he was yeah. a liaison for, you know, bankers and all that stuff. That's your skill, you know, to to market and develop businesses. Mm-hmm. But football, running a football program is different. So structure plays a whole different level to what's happening with Man City. Of course, Pep is a tactical genius. Think you saw last season he moved John Stones from the defense into the midfield to overload the midfield. That changed the game. All the coaches are trying to do that. Have your, I think Ateta tries that with his team. Get his left backs to come in. I think even your coach, Poch, is trying to do that with his young defenders. Get into the midfield to overload the midfield and create passing options. So, uh, look, I'm a Ferguson supporter because of the generation I grew up in. But a person who's revolutionized the game, I would say, is Pep Guardiola.
0: Okay, I want to be a little bit controversial and ask: when you when you consider, I mean, obviously not what they won or what uh, what sort of trophies they have in there in, in, in their tr- trophy cabinet, but when you consider uh, Pep to Alex, two different generations, two different styles of play, who would you say is a better coach,
1: Pep? Okay. Pep is a better tactical coach. Ferguson was a good man-manager. Okay. Right? I yeah. think that's where people get it wrong. Ferguson, he was a CEO type. Yeah. He was a uh, good CEO. It's a good CEO. He oversaw everything up until what people are eating and all that, you know, uh, to the nitty gritties. But he had a good assistant coach. He said, your Carlos Kerosh, your Ren Mullerstein, you know some good coaches who were there who did the day to day tasks. Mm-hmm. Pep is a tactical person; he's on the ground with the players. And then you've got the people I've told you, the backroom sporting directors who now do the overseeing.
0: Do you, Do you think that's mostly because maybe he played the game? Did Sir Alex was he? A, what did he play football?
1: Yeah, he did. But not, of course, not to the heights of like a Pep. Pep, you know, he played under Johan Cruyff. So I think some of these things are traits in Pep which have moved on from people who who trained him prior. As I said, he was trained under the great Johan Cruyff, who was all about total football. Yeah. So Ferguson did have a, a playing career, but it wasn't as prominent. His coaching career was the most prominent one. Yeah, so, even even back then, I think even football was not as tactical as it is now. <laughs> yeah, look, Ferguson, look, it was all energy, intensity, overwhelm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, the team? You know, I like Man United. Like, yes, that's why we complain as Man U fans, and I'm continuing to refer to us, because we're just used to that helter-skelter football, you know, just yeah, <laughs> throw everything Keep to coming. it. coming. So, Keep coming. But with people like Ten Hag, they want to break down the team. Because if you look at Ten Hag, he's, he's the fastest to 50 wins of all Man U managers. Uh-oh. If you look at the, the last five games, Man United is actually the most informed Premier League team in the last five games. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't believe it when, <laughs> when we're talking. So <laughs> it is yeah. what
0: it is. But yeah, Pep, Joe. Pep. Liverpool, sorry cutting you off there, Joe. What do you? What's your take on the Liverpool match?
2: Uh the Liverpool is is always on the on the on the ball on the money. Yeah, they they did one uh, this weekend.
0: Yeah, three, two, three, two, three
2: 0 to Brentford against Brent Brentford. Yeah, yeah. I watched the highlights of the match. Yeah, yeah. It was just a walk in the park. Yeah. Salah, you know, scoring two scores, you know, piece of cake. Yeah, but you know. As usual it was team effort. It was just there to execute. And you no, know, as usual, but Brentford is not a team that we were worried about. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> yeah, you never <laughs> worry about these teams until uh, until the, the, the last minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. We we I think the, the match before where we were playing, was it Luton?
1: Yeah, you drew against Luton.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost because lost actually. The, yeah, it was one one because I think we were <laughs> <laughs> we were too comfortable.
1: Yeah,
0: whenever, whenever, whenever we talk of Brentford, uh, some of us will look down <laughs> and just keep quiet. They, they <laughs> did a number <laughs> on us. Mm, Brentford, did, back Brentford, back to back. Brentford.
1: Brentford is like it's always slapping <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> no, it's like always,
0: they did a good number Chelsea. Eh? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, they've yeah, yeah, your, yeah, they've got your number for the last couple of years. But look, to be honest, Liverpool is the. What can I say? It's just moving silently. Everyone is talking about us. No. Man City, Tottenham. Yeah. Liverpool is just winning quietly, and right now it's sitting on number two, a point behind yeah. Man City. Point behind
0: man City. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: look, look at us, Man United, even with our bad start, we're only six points behind the top yeah. two, man.
2: Come on. Yeah, but, but Manu, <laughs> if, if on, Man you if they're not careful, they might drop out of top ten.
1: Nah, 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 nah. nah. If everything starts to click, mm-hmm. we, we'll be in the top four. Tottenham will drop out of that top four.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, okay, just maybe just to to to, to touch on the top ten, we have Man City twenty eight points, Liverpool as twenty seven. Arsenal is sitting on third, twenty seven points as well. I think the biggest difference there is the goal difference: yes. seventeen mm-hmm. goals to Liverpool against sixteen for Arsenal. So anything can change that. Tottenham is now on fourth, twenty six points. Aston Villa twelfth. Game 25 points. Man United sitting on number six with 21 points. Newcastle, oh, number seven. Who's now on top
1: of Newcastle 20. now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, slowly but surely the it's beginning to take form, now.
2: Huh?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brighton sitting on number eight, 19. West Ham, nine, 17. And guess who's number 10? Chelsea with a 16 points. Chelelak. So Chelelak okay. coming in there. But look, yeah.
2: but why... Yeah, why, why are why why aren't people
1: talking about Brighton? Look at Brighton's last five games. Brighton hasn't won a game in the last five games. No one is talking about it. They were all oh, this Desurby, this you know new young coach. But look at his team struggling. Look at Newcastle two wins in the last five games. Come on, man.
0: Well, yeah, it could be a case of they they, they try to bite off what they couldn't chew. So it's now the case, it's
1: the case of you, you people on social media, <laughs> and and the bigger media news corp news corporations, you know, forever in our minds. Man United lives rent free. If Man United win five games like this, man, all the articles which would be coming out, man. I think yeah.
0: I think every time people see uh, some of these small smaller teams doing good in the first stages of the Premier League, they always think of Leicester. When the was that yeah. 2015, 2015 team, 2015, yeah. yeah. Because we all didn't think that would happen, but you know, to the surprise, they pulled through the rest of the season winning in winning ways and they finally took that. So I think maybe that's what people always look at and say, hmm, maybe this could be the team. But unfortunately for Brighton and Newcastle, they are slowly sliding down at our log. Hmm. Yeah. One issue we for we, we forgot to to talk about, gentlemen, was the Bannon door which now happened about, what, two weeks ago? But I, I feel maybe we'll just touch on that and, you know, oh, that your thing,
1: sentiments. That, that thing is just whoever's got the biggest social media following wins, man. Messi didn't even deserve to win that thing, man. <laughs> you think so? Come on. What did he do? What is <laughs> des- deserved it? World Cup. Come on. Erling Haaland deserved that, man. <laughs> World okay. Cup. Okay. If you want to include the World Cup, okay. Then Julian Alvarez should have won the Ballon d'Or.
0: You know what you know what I think. No, um, but
1: you, okay, can I give you Julian yeah. Alvarez won the World Cup. He won the treble. Mm-hmm. So he should have won the Ballon d'Or, isn't it? If we're using that.
0: What what numbers did he did he mm-hmm. end up being? He won? wasn't
1: even in the top five. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> it <So> our, it's, <laughs> it's all about who you are. Eh? It's all about who you are. So for me, I don't follow that but I used to follow it, but after this one or even the time the last one when Cristiano won. Anyway, yeah. I'll leave it no. to you. Yeah. I know you're a and Messi what defender. You, he won the one
2: in 17, 2017? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, Cristiano has won since 2017?
2: Now, Since then, it was in Lionel Messi 2019, 21, and now.
1: Benzema. Benzema Benzema was in.
2: last year. Yeah. The year before was Lionel Messi again.
0: I, I hear he Did he even go to the <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so since 2015, <laughs> Messi had uh, about four Ballon d'Ors. Yeah.
0: Look, I think, I think it's it's okay for him to win it. He hasn't really done much.
2: Uh, <laughs> I can the But see I think is. Uh, nah, he doesn't design.
0: agree. He doesn't agree
2: because
1: you're, you, you're a Messi psycho fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm I'm, I'm messy bro you're a mess it's like my other mate people who support Messi, they will never listen to any other argument <laughs> i think you mean the the, the people who support Ronaldo. More. <laughs> it's like go ahead with your point Sorry to yeah. <laughs> because i think
0: i think coming from just how many times he's just tried to, to to be in in the position that he has been in i mean winning the world cup and all that i think that 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 World Cup um match. Wow. that World Cup was a very spirited World Cup, and I, I think just to top it off, he had to take the ball and definitely this year or next year, Haaland deserves to take him because this year his that, that's when he did the most. The twenty three twenty twenty two twenty was it the tw- twenty two twenty three coming into this year is the one that he scored all those crazy goals, oh. and I think yeah, next year definitely. We could look at Haaland if he can replicate what he's doing, but yeah, Kylian Mbappe—I I don't really know what he's doing. I don't—I haven't been watching a lot of that. It seems like you know their matches have just become quieter after Messi left, after Neymar
1: left, and
0: not—not—not not, not a lot of people are talking.
1: No, about and they're actually—they're actually third because right now Monaco is number one, and Nice is number two. The second, like you see, this pre- this this football calendar year of football starts, it's actually crazy. Do you know who's leading the league right now? Girona. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> unexpected. So, yeah. like, like, I'm just saying that this is going to be a weird year in football because Girona, which is part of the city group, Man City group, leading the league. And, interesting.
2: The, and the Premier League, Man City is taking my storm. Yep.
1: And then, obviously, in Italy, you've got Inter Milan, which is back. So, and yeah. you...
0: is it, Inter. W- well, okay, man. No, no. I, was, I was about to mix up
1: things here. <laughs> <laughs> Not Inter Mi- no, You talk about... I said Inter Milan wants to talk about Inter Miami because of Messi. You see how he loves this no, Messi? No, no, no,
0: no. I, I wanted to talk about uh, this guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Number 90. What's his name? The guy who left... What's his name, man? This former Chelsea guy. Who's zero? No, 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 no. Ah, my goodness, I'm forgetting this big guy, the big uh, black guy, the oh, Lukaku. Lukaku. I hear he's also doing a lot of good things in Roma.
1: Yeah. He's playing well in Roma, but you know, Mourinho's style of football is now oh, shit, it's shit. It's shit football, bro. <laughs> we still can't play Mourinho's type of football. Yeah. But we'll see but, how it goes. But what do
0: we say about someone like, uh, like, um, like him, he failed in Man United. He failed Tottenham. Tottenham.
1: I think you know. I think there are some people who are a bit arrogant where they don't want to reinvent themselves. Why Ferguson lasted a bit longer is that he reinvented himself. He played the four four two. Then he yeah. saw that the four four two doesn't work. He moved to the four three three. Then he moved to. Your Rooney, Tevez, Ronaldo, where it's interchangeable, fluid. You know, you sacrifice a player like Rooney to be on the left so that Ronaldo shines. You know, he he always evolved the team. Someone like Mourinho, man, he oh. still believes in having a striker like Didier Drogba. Come on, <laughs> yeah. football has changed, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the striker who holds it up with his big chest and holds up two defenders, lays it off to a Frank Lampard. No one is playing that football anymore, man.
0: Yeah, but, but are we supposed to be playing a certain type of football or are we supposed to be winning?
1: Even, but you have to, because remember, what can I say? Science, diet, nutrition gets better. So when people like Drogba were stronger than the defenders, you've got quicker and bigger defenders like your Van Dyke's. Do you think yeah. Drogba would do that to Van Dyke?
0: Nah, he will cut him off. Real so, <laughs> Now, yeah. so you see how things improve. Uh, like we say, I don't trigger or move. <laughs> <laughs> you see, <laughs> more in the soil. <laughs> Drogba
1: used to bully defenders, right, with his physicality. Obviously, he had a beautiful touch, uh, crosses in, but football has to evolve. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll, ta- we'll touch a lot more on, on 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 such issues, but just before we 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 move on to the next topic i just i just found uh, some interesting stats on harry kane in the bundesliga 17 goals in 11 matches man no one is talking about that
1: yeah, no. you we know who runs the media narrative <laughs> it's the <laughs> british media yeah. so they always prop up their premier league but harry kane man that's that's a signing for man united we yeah. should have gone for him you need someone who knows how to score
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't he more traditional number nine? Uh, when when you, you just now you're talking about how football has changed. Yeah, but, but he's we, still playing that
1: number nine position. Uh, you can use, yes, he, he can play the traditional number nine, but he can drop deep. He can sp- spring a pass. Remember when Son was scoring all those wonderful goals coming in from the left? It was Kane passing them. Yes, it made Tottenham slower. But you know that Kane can drop in. He can play as a number ten, right? So let's say if you want to chase a goal, you can have a two striker formation. Mm-hmm. Kane drops deeper. He becomes like your number ten because he can pass it. He can mm-hmm. pop into the box. He can score a header. He can dribble. He can, you know. So, man, uh, Man United, we missed the boat there. This yeah. that Rasmus Holland guy is good, but Harry Kane should have gone. And did you see his goal from the halfway line?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's doing things, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. He's doing good things. Though. All right, all right, all right. Every week, guys, uh we have we, we talk about um uh, the you know the football news, sport news rather, but mostly it's about football. So yeah, always make a date with us every week. I'm a Jet podcast show. As we move on, I don't know what you guys want to talk about first. <laughs> should we should we dig into the Israel conflict a little bit and then maybe go into another topic? Joys
1: already. He's you are saving. <laughs> you are saving his voice for this Israel for, thing. For this Israel thing. He yeah? was. He didn't want to talk because look at him now. He's got his <laughs> palms already after listening to the ABC the whole day.
0: Eh? <laughs> yeah, so, My so, so palms so I... are
2: sweating from uh, you know <laughs> typing and fetching uh, on uh, the Israel conflict. Oh. Israel Palestine. Yeah, so at this stage, because of the current media blackout in Gaza, because uh, you know there is not much you know that coming that's coming out of Gaza, except what the big media is bringing out, yeah. because of the lack thereof of, of uh, you know internet services. Yeah. So you find it's very difficult. We are just in the dark. And we are depending on some of the information that we are seeing is already stale because it's not live information. People taking with their videos and sending whenever they have, you know, hot spotting and things like that. But uh, it's 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 pitting for situation that we are seeing in in Gaza there.
0: Yeah. So so yeah. Generally, the the information about the actual conflict itself, as like you're saying, has been coming out dribs and drabs, and there's not much. Change in information that's not coming out. Like you're saying, the 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 media is being controlled to 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 let out a certain narrative. Well, apparently, or well, it seems that way. But uh, as I was going through one of these posts, I think it was on TikTok or something. I was just scrolling through. I came across an art video that was saying that the the real reason be, 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 and remember last week we were talking about, the, the, the week before we were talking about uh, yeah. how at war Netanyahu had apparently uh, told his soldiers to stand back. So it's almost like Hamas played into the what Israel wanted them to actually do, attack first and then they have the upper hand to then clear them out. So apparently, the real reason why they want to do that is because they want to build their own canal. Now, if you know politics, geopolitics, you'd understand that uh, between the continents of Asia, on, on if we're looking at the map, if we're looking more to the West, the only way you can come through from the West going to the the fastest way is going through the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal is owned by Egypt. The Egypts, Egypt, we all know they're Muslims. So um, they control the Swiss Canal as a country. So this is the most important canal that you could, in fact, passing, that you use coming from the West. Of course, we do have the Panama Canal, which is in South America, which also maybe one day we'll touch about that as well. But yeah, this canal is owned by Egypt. And apparently, the Americans and the Israelis are not happy. A lot has also happened, you know, a few years ago, that ship that... That was grounded and it blocked a lot of ships, you know, the, the Swiss canal is quite shallow, ah, right, well, it only it's allows, it's narrow, yeah. So it only allows ships going in one direction. So it's apparently six hours, ships from one direction going this way and six hours, ships going in this direction. So it all obviously holds a lot of, um, business. And that being said, Egypt is the one that's making most of the money. So apparently there's a loud plan that they want to. Cut across. unfortunately, I don't I don't I don't really know the, the names of the places, but apparently Israel has an opportunity to cut across and form their own canal. And guess where that canal touches the sea on the other end of of the ocean? Right
1: Gaza.
2: right Gaza where sea. Gaza is. Because yeah. yes.
1: they what they want to do, they want to use the Gulf of Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. From apparent the apparent information, which is saying that if you look even close on the map, from the Gulf of Arabia, it's right on the bottom corner of Israel. Yeah. And the Gaza Strip is right at the top. Exactly. So if they are able to build their own canal through there, it'll save a lot of you know issues through that shipping route. Because the Suez Canal and the Gulf of Arabia. They meet at that corner. There's a corner which they meet where it becomes the Suez and then it becomes the Gulf of Arabia. Exactly. And then the Gulf of Arabia has got Yeah, Saudi Arabia and Jordan. So again, with some up allegedly, some of the backing why there's Israel is going a full hog is because Saudi Arabia is allowing it. Yeah. Saudi Arabia has been quiet.
0: Oh, yeah, I found that very interesting. It makes a lot of sense because obviously if they left Gaza where it is, it would mean they would, for them to succeed in getting that canal, that channel, whatever you might call it, across, then okay. they would need to engage with Hamas. Oh. And we all know they, they're not willing to do that for okay. anything. They would want to own that land, because obviously these are billions of dollars. That they're looking to make trillions, rather, that they will, that, that they're going to make here. Yeah. So I, I just found that to be, to be quite interesting. So the canal, they're saying it's going to be named after Ben Gurion. It's called the, it's called the Ben Gurion Canal. It's named after the founding father of Israel, so it's prime minister of Israel. So yeah, some interesting facts there coming out. It's going to cost about fifty-five billion dollars or more. So yeah,
1: interesting facts. Yeah look as i said with this war there's a lot of hidden unknowns which we <laughs> yeah. which which we don't know because as i said yes we know you know with any plot no one knows when someone is plotting against you so okay. we can never say that you know israel had all the intelligence they might have in, had intelligence that it's going to happen the following weekend not that weekend you know what i mean but i think the the reaction is a bit disproportionate based on what occurred what or did was yeah it was uncalled for and can never be justified yeah. but however this collective punishment now which is happening to the people of gaza or the palestinians i think it's something which just needs to be addressed and called out for what it is yes you know some you know of the Biblical faith or Christian faith or whatever religion who you are who you believe whatever the <laughs> end times or whatever you believe in may say it can be justified it's part of the written or it needs to happen for the fulfillment but I think
2: yeah. but uh, we can't we can't rewrite we can't write history ourselves yes it has to happen naturally not yes. us getting that to happen yes yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, so I think obviously, you know, we always know we we from the information being shared, human shields are being used by Hamas. Again, that needs to be called out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But there's I think, a lot of
0: wrongs that are happening.
1: On there's both a lot sides. of wrongs. But I think you know, speaking to another colleague who who justifies that the IDF can do a more surgical operation, I don't think when you're entering some places like Gaza there's ability for being surgical because they, they're all over the place, hiding behind no, no, human, no, no, no. innocent look, humans. It, it, so how it, can you it, be it's surgical? Come out,
0: it's come out that they know where the tunnels are. They've actually brought out a map of the tunnels. So <laughs> look, man, the, the way Israel is technologically advanced, it's, 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 it's probably the most technologically advanced country in that area. Or if not in the world itself, they have ways. They know where those tunnels are.
2: Yeah,
0: that's my one, thinking.
2: Yeah, one of the best military intelligence in the world. Exactly. Can you tell me they cannot, you know, execute a surgical intervention into the tunnels of Hamas. They they, they know. Can, they have the capacity and the capability to do it, but taking on to what Tina's was talking about that there is a hidden agenda behind the execution of what they are doing at the moment
0: yeah
2: and uh, it's uncalled for you know and these uh, little kids they've not they've they haven't wronged anyone no, those old people those uh, you know innocent civilians you know on both sides, you know, not say we we condone we do not condone Hamas what they have done, and oh, on not. the flip side, we do not condone what the IDF is doing. Yeah, because it's all wrong. No wrong can right another wrong.
0: Yeah, there's definitely it feels like there's the, it was a well thought after plan, and unfortunately Hamas were not <laughs> well prepared for what would come after what they did. Yeah. I, Which I, I, again I'm... is also unfair for their people because if mm-hmm. you if you go in and slap Captain P
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't have a plan to, yeah. to what is going to come after me,
2: yes.
1: that's my that's a poor decision on my part. You know what I'm saying? Like I like what happened, I think that there was a war historian. I just I saw it briefly on YouTube when you were talking to say Hamas did not calculate. They, they were looking back at the Yom Kippur war, like looking at the first three days of Israel's response, but they did not look at the 15 days after yeah. when the Yom Kippur happened where Israel really went full on. yeah. So they just thought that you know the international outcry will stop Netanyahu because I think Netanyahu, I think he knows this is his last hurrah as a prime minister and he's going full throttle. I don't think if, whether he succeeds to finish the term or they dismiss him, I don't think he will ever come back to be prime minister. So he's going gung-ho. So they did not really calculate that. They were calculating that U.S. is going to intervene and, you know, everything is going to stop. But you have to remember the establishment, which is in the U.S. now, (laughs) needs to recover after four years of not making money from wars. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Donald Trump, wasn't <laughs> Donald you, Trump uh, I, I was in there. Donald Trump. I was
0: also seeing some videos where um, some of the people that are being captured there. Apparently, the the American Americans that are fighting that war, and 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 then uh, another interesting thing that again, after you know, you start going down a rabbit hole when you start going into these issues, and so apparently, most of the people that are sitting in. The U.S. Senate that are sitting in, in in places of power, basically the Federal Reserve, all these places that have got the key parts of of the U.S. economy, they all have dual citizenship with Israel. I found that to be quite interesting. Wow! Yes, I found that to be quite. I, I, think, I think, unfortunately, I have the I have the video. I, I'll share with you guys, but I found that to be quite interesting that you you sit in influential power, influential places of a country, but you have your citizenship to it. So your, your loyalty can easily be fledged to another country. Like
1: like you saw, I, I was talking to another colleague about the response. I think I think there were those uni students who, who supported Hamas and some big CEO said that we won't be employing these students who've signed and other big businesses should sign that. Why didn't that happen to all those people who are against the Black Lives Matter rally? Exactly. All right. <laughs> there were people who wrote articles who went on the news to be against BLM, but there were no threats of them not getting jobs. Right? You know, we can go down this rabbit hole of, of what ifs and what ifs. At the end of the matter, what the IDF is doing is an uncode for
2: response. Yeah. So what about today's fire issue?
1: <laughs> oh, but he. he he doesn't want a see. Netanyahu
0: is not even entertaining that. He said flat out, "No, that's not going to happen." So he definitely wants to leave a dent in 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 the history of Israel and Palestine, and the history of the world as well.
2: So how do we how do we differentiate that from uh, a calculated uh, ethnic cleansing?
0: No, you can't because because, because, because there's the the most powerful people in the in the world are supporting him. So you can't yeah. you can't draw that line.
2: Yeah, sad. Yeah, really sad. And you know, a lot of people all over the world who have got little to no political influence on the streets. People have spoken.
0: Nobody's people listening to, to people. Nah, nobody's listening to that. There's. It, it 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 feels like like it's something that has been talked about, and yeah. it's something that is going to be done, and mm-hmm. it has to be done. I was like, who, who is this guy? uh <laughs> you know, like I was. I, I, I'm always saying when you start going down, and watching some of his videos, it's it's almost like you go down a rabbit hole, and, and you end up just getting to, you know, there's one of these guys, uh, US, I think is. Is this a Secretary of State or is somebody to do with foreign policy in in the mm, government?
2: Oh, Blanken?
0: I don't know his name. But I just saw the video. So they showed him two parts. And he was, when he came out talking about, when they started talking about the Ukraine war, and he was acting as though he wants to cry. He's saying, oh, no, what the Russia is doing.
2: Yeah, yeah that's Hadjami Blinken.
0: <laughs> that's him, right? And yeah. then he, this guy was crying and he wants to, oh, my God. And then they saw the second clip now
2: yeah. when he's
0: now talking about the Israel war and his his demeanor is changed and he's talking about things that have got to be done.
2: Yeah.
0: And the war is a war. You know, I'm just
2: like, really? Yeah. So, so these are the people
0: gosh, that you're dealing with.
2: And so that's what uh, I think Captain P was talking about, you know, selective outrage and selective empathy, exactly. where, you know, they empathized and sympathized with the Ukraine. But when it comes to Gaza, their stance completely changed because they feel and think it's justified for yeah. the same civilians that they are crying for in Ukraine to be massacred in Gaza.
0: Yeah, which which is goes back to what I was saying. It feels like it was something that was spoken about and it was agreed on plan of action. So they're never going to back down. They're going to see it through. Regardless of how many lives or how many you know, what's destroyed or they they they're going to see it through.
2: So do you think Hamas was part of the the plan? Because it has been funded by I, by Israel before, and it's been yes. funded by U.S., so S- they could be keen on it.
0: Okay, so what what they did, What apparently what they did was they created Hamas, or they helped create Hamas, so that they could uh, counter Yasser Yus- y- 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 Arafat, yes. uh, yeah, with the P- Fatah movement, whatever, PLO and Fatah. So they wanted a, a counter against those people, and that, they were funded by the Israelis. So yes. Again, it almost feels like everything was set in motion at some point.
1: <laughs> These are yeah, just that's why that's the
0: blocks that are being put on together That's of each why other. they are
1: called that's why they are called the three letter agencies. Yeah. 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 Alphabet <laughs> boys.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they they is another one in regards to the DNA. Uh that two we were talking about in pre production. Yeah,
0: Can yeah, we yeah. Elaborate um, on that. Yeah, well, there were there were there were some people who were questioning who the the the, the people who who claim to be Israeli. They they questioning who they were. Are they really is Israel? The people who descended from Israelites in the Bible, and when we speak about biblical history or whatever, apparently these people do not have a claim, or it seems they were at some point in history, because like Captain P was saying a few weeks ago. At some point, the whole of that area, Israel and Palestine, was was taken over by the, by the Turks. What, what do you call it? Ottoman the, Empire. The Ottoman Empire, exactly. So at some point, those people were all displaced at some point, And apparently, they went all over the world and they became assimilated in other cultures and what have you. So they lost all of that. Is 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 Israelite, if I should say, blood and what have you, because there was a lot of intermarriages and mixing and and this and that. So the people that then came came out claiming to be Israelites were people that were white people, but of white original people. I, I don't know how best I could. Caucasian
1: of European descent, word.
0: yes, Caucasian of European descent, who then started calling themselves. I'm forgetting the name they used that he used. But they're the ones who then, during Hitler, were were targeted, and they they were calling themselves the the Jews. So after the H- Hitler war, World War One rather, then people then decided to say, okay, let, let's settle these people here. So they're using history to their advantage, but originally these people are not. It's it's it's, it's yeah, it's it was just so, a video that was saying that, and so I
2: ideally. Ideally, the genetics, the genetic tests or, or DNA tests might expose that they are not actual Jews.
0: Well, if if, if 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 someone can claim to to tell what's in your blood, whether you're nineteen percent Chinese, twenty eight percent, you know, white, and this and that, then they should be able to tell. They they have markers that can prove who you really are, and so they should be able to tell who you are.
2: Yeah. All right. So upon digging, when we were talking about it, I came across an article that was talking about the DNA being banned in Israel in 2000 when they passed a law. It's called the Genetic Information Law. Yeah, which was passed. So, you know, if you go through the, you know, internet rabbit hole, you will find information. Yes. So the Genetic Information Law, 5761 of 2000, which was passed to regulate conducting of uh, genetic testing and uh, provision of genetic counseling and to protect the right to privacy. So and if you go around in Twitter, in 2000, the Israeli government passed the genetic law, which makes it effectively illegal to use the DNA tag, genetic testing kit in Israel.
0: <laughs> I wonder why.
2: <laughs> and then people are asking, why are they afraid of these results? It's, it's, it seems interesting, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can see Captain P smiling there. Yeah, no, no,
1: I'm, I, I'm reading the, the article. Yes, yeah, so look, needing a court order to have your own genetics to find out who you are. Yes. It, I think that's a bit more, (laughs) you can call that type of a Soviet type or Soviet era type (laughs) of law. Draconian. It's very draconian. And looking at it, again, again, it's all about a rabbit hole. We can continue going down deeper, deeper, deeper into the rabbit hole because, as the other articles are saying, there is a dispute of who's the original Jew. Who's got the actual birthright? The Zionists. Will shout high hell and high water to say they've got the rice to the land, but we can say some of the Palestinians have actually got more Jewish blood in them, and they've got it's the food. Right his... Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Can because that's yeah. the issue for uh, you know the, there is a there is a section of Black Jews, like from yes. Ethiopia and uh, from uh, Egypt and other African yes. countries. Apparently,
0: yeah. they actually. Jews, who, yeah. not, who not only come from these places you've mentioned, but yeah. I was also seeing a video of a guy from Nigeria yes. who I think is an Igbo.
2: It's an who, Igbo tribe, yes.
0: Who was actually saying this, that the Igbo are also part of the Jews that came from that area
2: Middle of... Middle East, yes. Right.
0: I was just like, wow.
2: Yes. So, if if they do the genetic testing, there is a genetic trail. Those people are very much related.
1: It's just like what what people never want to agree that the Pharaoh or whoever the Ramses who yeah. who you know kept the Israelis hostage or under slavery were actually blacks. If you yeah. look, go back into the archaeological history, they're full-blooded blacks. Egypt was only assimilated as part of that emigration from the north, which is part of that Ottoman Empire, and people immigrated down, and they overtook those type of lands. So there's a lot of fudging of history, rewriting of history books, even rewriting of some of these Bibles you read. They have multiple versions, so that's why someone says go and get the Aramaic Aramic version or the Latin version if you can read it and translate it. It's better than reading. It's better than reading this Some of yeah, these that, ones which that's are very um, true
2: because a lot of things, they get lost in translation.
1: Yeah, and
0: it's his story. It's it's, it's who's (laughs) telling the story. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, someone is always going to be, I have a bias over why they're doing what they're doing. So if somebody's going to sit down and write a a life of Captain P, there's already a bias into why he wants to write that story. And and the storyline is always going to fit what bias he has. So, you know. If it's a white person sitting down to write history, he obviously doesn't want people to, to to think or to know that black people were that advanced. Because a lot of these technological advances happened at a time when people in Europe were walking in, in mud and, you know, living with rats and they were being plagued by the black plague and all these things, whilst some of these African countries had the technology that
1: the technology on, about the wealth. There's this African gentleman who was so wealthy that he went through to Egypt, and he taught people how to do the trade, and the Egyptians okay. got out of poverty. Musa. Yes, Musa. Yes. Ah, uh, I'm forgetting the name of what they call these black people who claim to to have
0: taught modern medicine what it is. They went up to Rome, and all these places. I'm forgetting what they what they call these black people. But apparently, yeah, medicine in itself, mm-hmm. things like the 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 nervous system and things like this, they, those were things that white people were taught by black people, that mm-hmm. the the person actually looks like this. Even issues of paving of roads and things like this, apparently, yeah, they were taught by the Moors. They call the Moors.
1: Yes, yes. Actually, let me touch on that. The Moors. you. Mm-hmm. So, so I think so. You see the the dynamic coming back to that discussion we're having about the. The Palestinians and the Jews. Yes. There's a lot of rewriting of history, mm-hmm. where people need to be careful about just picking one side rather than having objective view of the discussion. You can pound your feet and you know be all religious and say it's the, by faith. You know this is their what what what. But you have to know that <laughs> in these mm-hmm. uh, in these relationships. There were some births of grandchildren or grandfathers, actually grandfathers, some were birthed from unorthodox relationships. They were not married, some of them were their concubines mm-hmm. or foreign countries. Um, <laughs> we can go back to Abraham Haggai, you know some say she was a, a voluptuous sick booty black woman. if you hear some of the Zionist okay. <laughs> black Jews ah. preaching
2: <laughs> if ah, you hear some tempting.
1: If you hear some of the black Jews preaching, <laughs> you know, so yeah. you know, there's a lot of things where you have to be objective, yes, yeah. and go through that history because yeah, there's many relationships which have come from uh, cross relationships during the Jewish history or the you can call it the Arabic history where they've cross pollinated,
2: yes. That's where we are coming in to say these these people are fighting their cousins.
1: Yeah. So, so it says
0: yeah the Moors ruled parts of uh, Andalusia in the early yeah. eighth until That's the fifteenth centuries, eight hundred years of history. They have eight hundred years of history that you don't hear about unless yep. somebody you know or you hear someone specific. specific it's about. just
1: like that Musa, the Musa guy. No one really oh. talks about him.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he came all the way from Mali. That He was the king of Mali. <laughs> the ruler of Mali. So Mali was once called... Africa was once called Mali anyway. So he was the ruler of Mali. He was carrying gold and chariots of gold.
1: Yeah, Mansa Musa, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then he came all the way. He was going to the Mecca when he came through Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was going to the Mecca. And then the man... That dude was rich.
0: Apparently, is he the guy who would give people gold everywhere he went? but Like, yes. he just leave people yes. gold.
1: Like. And, and, and he left... Say, they
2: said they collapsed the economies of, of all the, the, countries the countries he went, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Because he took people out of debt and poverty. Yes. <laughs> so, That's what they don't want. They want people... Oh, so to...
2: if, okay, now, now it's making sense. So if you get people out of debt... Uh, here in Australia, it uh, it collapses.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, okay. because
1: they don't need your money anymore. They that's what need... that's what sustains the banking system. Ah. Yeah, it's all it's all the debt and all
2: for Gazi.
0: Yeah, a very good example is when you look at the a mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> um, a, a five hundred thousand dollar loan could end up be becoming. A seven hundred thousand dollar interest on that on that five hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So I was I was I, was, I was listening to a podcast that was, they were saying the money is not there. The money they give you is not there, but it is created the moment you sign. Mm-hmm. They automatically create money when you sign for that mortgage.
2: What
1: Exactly.
0: So, so I, I found that to be yeah. quite
1: interesting. So, you, yeah. So there's a lot of things which just come up with this. It's just a system, mm-hmm. a few algorithms, a few ticks here. Like, it's just like with the last interest rate. Someone already knows that now they have to earn an extra $30,000. Yes. Yeah. And that's oh, for Where are you going to s- earn that? Where are you going to earn? Th- this is for a house which is 750000 who yeah. Bought a house for that, or if you bought a house for 500,000 or 400,000, you need at least an extra 15,000. Which organization yeah. has raised people's salary 15, by that much? Yeah, it's all a scam, eh? <laughs> yeah. It
2: is, it is <laughs> interesting. Life, I love these
1: discussions where we end up poking other things, other talking things. About <laughs> man- <laughs> wait, but we need to come back and talk about this month's right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this history, I, I think maybe we just need to touch on Black history as a large. Mm-hmm. I think that's just yeah. the influences of uh, the Black history because it doesn't only touch on Europe and what have you. It even touches the Americas. Yeah. I mean, from you know the Incas all the way up to slavery and all these things. Mm-hmm. So we, we, I think we, we, we need to diarize and then maybe touch on Black history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what are we? Where are we with our time? Are we? Are we good? Still good for another topic, or maybe we?
2: We can we can just uh, brush small topics as we close out.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. No, I can topics... see, I can
2: see Captain <laughs> smiling because he knows the topic that's coming up is uh, <laughs> is explosive. It's sensitive. It's uh, very controversial.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, time, my man. Go
1: ahead. Last, let's last, talk. No, no, I'm laughing at you. The last time we were talking, you were really deep on it. So I want you to continue from the part where you like my mates are now laughing here. So just continue
0: <laughs> from that. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys started laughing. You know, yeah. So, 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 you know, man, life. I I really wonder, you know, how. How we as men have just allowed certain things to go on. I really want. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean you guys I can, are free to, I to can talk I mean. to
2: that. I can answer okay, to that. Let
1: me tell you one, one thing. Men have been emasculated. Let's just go straight to the point.
2: Don't take my points, man. Men, <laughs> men have been
1: emasculated, and even though I know it might be a controversial statement, which I might say, but I actually respect successful men who are actual bachelors. Yes. Because your life is actually way better off. Yeah. In in mental health terms, health terms. Peaceful, yeah. And and financial terms. Because me and just a bloke, I can get my own executive one bed apartment, have my one car, go on holidays whenever I want. I just Mm -hmm. pack my seven kg bag, I just, you know, do whatever I want. If I want (laughs) to just have a piece of steak with veggies, I can do that. But there's all those other factors now where you're now thinking of the other party and Mm -hmm. it sets you back. So it may be controversial, but I think the the institution of marriage has derailed and hurt a lot of men in society particularly the modern-day institution.
2: So when you say modern-day institution, I might try and elaborate that to see if I'm understanding what you mean. Do you mean the the existing government policies and regulations that emasculate men uh, to the extent that there is a little bit more favoritism to the opposite gender? Any... I don't think it's a
0: little bit more, but it's actually a lot more.
2: So go ahead. I wanted want to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> so, in essence, you find that uh, women have been empowered to emasculate men, however they want, because the system size them. Their their new default or de facto husband is the government system, because they know if they. They mess up with you, the government will give them child support, and here they they'll be given like center league Yeah. So they yeah. can survive without you. You as a man, traditionally, you are the breadwinner. You are there to hunt and bring you know, sustenance in the home. But no, now they no longer need you. And now they are educated, they go to work, they can be self-sufficient.
1: Okay, but let's let's stop there. There's nothing wrong as as a, as a as a father of girl child, yeah. Education, emancipation, learning for themselves, hundred percent. Yeah. But that lack of respect or that lack of remember, there's many facets of of relationships, right? And we're not saying that impose your will or do as I say or do thy will or whatever, but there needs to be that element of respect, right? Where that has gone out now.
2: Yes. Respect, which is mutual. Coming back to that issue, you find that I will need to find the statistics on this that the more educated a woman is, the more prevalent it is for them to be. Divorced, single, or unmarried at all. Mm-hmm. If we can find those statistics, that would be fantastic because what that does, the more exposure outside the normal traditional system that we had prior to these uh, women empowerment and uh, equal rights acts and whatever, uh, families thrived because. The, uh, Rose were not bled. You see, biblically, if anyone believes in the, in the Bible, it says in Proverbs, you know, chapter 21, verse 19, you know, it's better to live in the wilderness than to live with a contentious and irritable woman. And then I'm going to... That doesn't, that,
1: that doesn't need to be biblical, man. That's just it common is, it's sense. Not, it's not, it's not <laughs>
2: biblical. It, it, it is biblical. I just wanted it, to find a point of reference, even, right? Even, yeah. So in saying that, men, they don't have the resilience and the capacity to withstand ongoing irritation, emasculation, and annoyance. Mentally, men are not that resilient. They can yeah. be resilient physically. Yeah. But emotionally and mentally, men are weaker than women. So if, if you go into any argument under the sun with a woman, no matter how many points of IQ you are above the woman, she will defeat you.
0: But I have a question though.
2: Yeah. Why is
0: it that us as humans want to eradicate hierarchy and yet everywhere else you look, there is hierarchy.
2: It, it, is a, it is a later agents uh, project that started yeah. a while back.
0: It's politi- with, It's very political, isn't
2: it? Yes, yeah. with the introduction of feminism. The introduction of feminism was designed to destroy the the family nuclear family. Once you destroy the nuclear family, it's easier to control yeah. people. Because if there is no proper nuclear family, the kids are growing. You remember what we were talking about uh, on our last podcast about uh, absent fathers and Father. uh, you know yeah. and toxic, toxic mother. mothers. You find that it emanates all from you know the nuclear family no longer being you know uh, recommended or encouraged or taught about because of the highly feminized highly. The <laughs> environment. So at the end of the day, our society has been weakened completely because the backbone is taken off, which is yeah. the family is the backbone. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, we are very easy to control. I've been listening to this conspiracy theorist, David Icke. Mm-hmm. Is, it, what, is that his name? David Icke?
1: Yeah, David Icke. Yeah,
2: yeah he, he alludes to some of the. Things being, you know, uh, CIA projects. Mm. I don't have any facts to that, but sometimes you gotta believe that uh, <laughs> uh, there is a shred of truth in that if you see where the world is going at the moment. Is it?
1: Because... Look, look to, to cut it simple, they, they they argue for equality on points that they want. Right, equality is not across the board.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think you, gentlemen, I'll speak in layman terms. Equality is up to the point of their back pocket
2: or yes. their wallet.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, apart from their wallet, there's no equality.
0: Mm-hmm. I was um, a little while ago as I was, um, I was um, seeing a podcast for women that was speaking about uh, this issue of equality and what is equality. They they were asking and. And th- 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 this woman was saying, "Oh, we want jobs. We want, we want to be in parliament. We want to be this. We want to be managers and CEOs. We want to be." And she was talking about all these wonderful positions. Yeah.
1: Why don't you and want equality as a bricklayer?
0: Exactly. And then the, the the host of that show then asked her, "Okay, so if you want equality, does it mean only getting these things, or can you also, you know?" be a garbage person, can you also be a sewer person? Can you also be, you know, a plumber at this, at this. Or the expression on the cha- on the face is changed. And she's like, no, but we need to start from the top. We need to start from the top. So so like like you're saying, this the the, the, the idea of equality only suits the conversation if it's a, in certain places.
2: Yes.
0: Mm. It's 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 not across the board. Because even at even at work, you'll find a woman is treated slightly better than what a man would be treated as. Where you are asked to lift heavy things, a woman will be asked to push the trolley. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So these are things that I don't know how best we can address or how best they can be spoken about, but these are things that we all see. Yeah. And I, I really wonder where the man is when all of this is happening and how How we have not had, you know, a voice. uh,
2: Unfortunately, you can't do much unless if you are within where the policies are being made, Because this whole thing has been decided and it's integrated into the policies that govern. Yeah, but moment.
0: women women do marches. Women do this. I've never seen a men <laughs> marching for, yeah. for, yeah, for... Do you. for but
1: remember, there was a big men's march. I think was it was in the eighties or early nineties. But you know, it was all tripped up because they called what's his name that minister Louis Farrakhan.
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they, okay. And they yeah. diverted
1: it to make it all. Oh, you know, they've called this. You know. Louis Farrakhan guy, you look at this men's rally. So it you became know, more about Farrakhan
2: than It the, became more about
1: Farrakhan, not about the actual message. The
2: actual and they now talk about it being a religiously motivated with this uh, Islamic nation thing.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. That's that's where the issue ended up becoming. About what? Louis Farrakhan. Farrakhan.
0: Interesting. Interesting. All right. I think, gentlemen, we have exhausted the few for topics. This topic, I think we still need to, 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 uh, to, you know, touch about because it seems like it has a lot of facets that mm-hmm. we can always touch on. So I think maybe in, in the next episode or two, we can actually, you know, just get into it and then maybe expand more on the divorce side of things, divorce, a woman's mm-hmm. paradise. Maybe we can touch on that topic in the next weeks or maybe week or two. And yeah, and see, see how it goes. For now, thank you very much, gentlemen. I think we can close the show.
2: Thank you, <laughs> thank my you Jens. very
0: much for this week. Hope to see you guys next week. And guys, stay tuned. Uh, remember to follow us, I'm a Jen Podcast, on Twitter. We are there. We are there on Instagram and on YouTube. Feel free to comment. Give us uh, if you have any topics that you feel we can talk about. Feel free to suggest. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have awesome. a wonderful uh, week ahead of you and see you guys next week.
1: Thank you.